Here we go, baby. Love Talk Radio. Happy New Year. It's been a long time. I've been busy. I've been busy. I've been busy trying to get some certifications and trying to wrap up my doctorate, which is why I've been a little MIA, my friends. But hey, I wanted to discuss real quick before the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view starts and I'll some point on the, whether it's on here or whether it's via video, I'm going to do a combination of both. But I wanted to discuss Jay White. Wow, at New Japan, New Beginning. He won the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. And a lot of people was like, why, why? A lot of other people were like, wow, breathe with the switchblade. And I, I definitely love the maneuver, and I'll tell you why. New Japan, yes, after the rebuild from what I heard from the Inoki and all that, blah, 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 Tanahashi came, saved the day, and eventually we, we know the era that we're, it's now known as the era that we're in with the Bullet Club, with Chaos, with the rise of Okada, with the rise of Naito, with the rise of Tanahashi, Shibata to, it, to an extent until his, uh, his career-threatening injury. So we've got to see, we got to see it, uh, Nakamura, AJ Styles, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But now it's an interesting time. The contract expired the end of um, the beginning of 19. The Young Bucks left. Cody Rhodes left, and then finally, in wrestling is interesting because you have to have talent, but you also have to have finances. The Khan family is able to finance all elite wrestling, and as you, as we all know, all elite wrestling has been born in the beginning of the year. Officially, we all knew that for the past couple of months. We know that officially, backed by the Khan family, Khan family who owns the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I'm pretty sure other business ventures. And now their first event, Double or Nothing, sells out. The pre-sale, I tried to get tickets to the pre-sale, I struck out. And then the day of the official sale to the general public, I'll be honest, I was on vacation with my family, and I, I basically just missed the boat on that, and now I'm going to have to go to Subhub if I'm going to want to go to Double or Nothing. So, with that being said, why did Jay White win the championship? The departure of Omega, now that we know Omega left, we'll talk about that later, Omega left, Cody Rhodes left, the Young Bucks, the Young Bucks left, and now it's all about what? It's all about who's the next guy. So as in, in Japan, they call it the Gaijin, the next guy. They've been building Jay White and pushing him hard. He he beat Omega for the United States Championship. He 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 beat. Uh, Tanahashi, he beat uh, Okada at Wrestle Kingdom this year. They've really done a good job in the past year since he's returned um, as the Switchblade and, and really done a great job building him in New Japan. And, and he won the championship, and I'll tell you why. Because 
Omega and the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes and Hangman Page and everyone involved left the void in New Japan, and they're basically now in a rebuild mode, similar to Ring of Honor. <laughs> uh, now that obviously both organizations had a working agreement, and now you got SoCal, SoCal with uh, Daniels and Kazarian, and, and those individuals who are also on their AEW now, and now you got the void. <laughs> so what do you do? In order to make stars, you have to create stars. And, and in this case, they're going to make a star out of Jay White. And I'm going to tell you what. He's a guy that I, I wasn't high on. I, I saw him live, believe it or not, at House of Glory. Um, I wasn't high on Jay White for some reason. Uh, but he grew on me. He's grown on me. He, he does an amazing job in his promos. Amazing job in the ring. I, I'll tell you what. The matchup between Tanahashi and... And Jay White at New Beginning was a great matchup. The matchup was amazing also um, at Wrestle Kingdom against Okada. He he has been consistent. Is he like a bootleg Kenny Omega? You you can't say that. Um, you could say that, but I don't I don't think it's the case. I think they're slightly a little, little bit different um, in, in in several ways. But I, but I think in my opinion, Jay White will be fine as the IWGP Heavyweight Champion. You have to make stars. At this point, you're rebuilding. Right, both organizations are rebuilding, and and what you have to do is now rebuild. What I'm surprised is how long the Bullet Club has sustained. Uh, when you have, you know, obviously Prince DeWitt, aka Finn Balor, that era. Then you have the AJ Styles era. Then you have the Omega era. Then 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 they, then they uh, with uh, organization within the Bullet Club, the Elite, the the spinoff, uh, they break away from the organization, eventually the departure of the elite and but somehow, some way the Bullet Club has has, has stayed intact and I mean, they're gonna have a meet and greet at MetLife and I believe it should be there. Yeah, that's why he won the championship. Uh, now as he now what it looks like now, we didn't know the optics back then, but it looks like Tanahashi was just or New Japan for that matter was not going to allow Kenny Omega to to walk into AEW with the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, so they made him drop the strap to Tanahashi, and Tanahashi seems like right now he seems like a trend. Basically, what he was was a transitional champion to uh, Jay White, and you know, and Tanahashi was the first guy was the, he, he's like the John Cena of New Japan in the sense that he was the first guy post Inoki, post whatever debacle he wanted to do. He brought some legitimacy back into New Japan, and that's when you saw the rise of the Naito, the Nakamura, the Shibatas of the world. But now Jay White is a man, and I think they have to ride Jay White. They have to ride him hard uh, throughout this year. He should definitely have a great title offense with whoever wins the um, the New Japan Cup. He should definitely have a great title offense at Dominion. He should have a nice, lengthy reign, uh, and, and I think the more wins – the more title offenses, the more wins he gets under his belt. He can have a nice little lengthy run like an Okada. Speaking of Okada, little by little, Okada, after he lost the championship to Omega, now he was at a downward spiral. His hair was dyed red, walking around balloons. He had his feud with Jay White. He, um, Gato turned on him, this and that. But I think now with the win with uh, versus Bad Luck Fail, at New Beginning, we could see a head-to-head collision between Okada and Jay White. Once again, uh, basically a continuation <laughs> of their feud. But now you have the title at stake 
which I think will be interesting, um, which is that's what I like about New Japan. Individuals lose a championship, and then it's basically rebuild. Is basically finding itself and rebuilding itself back into the title picture, and that's what Okada has done. He, uh, whether you're talking kayfabe or real life, he's done a great job with that, and I could see that being the main event of, of Dominion. I wouldn't be shocked if, if it's Dominion or even sooner, uh, being that we have the Super Show in Madison Square Garden, Big Boy with Omega and the Elite not being involved. So I, I, I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if Jay White fights in a return bout against Okada for the IWGP Championship in the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden. So he has, if they're going to build him, build him right, have him have some nice successful title offenses, but it's up to him in order to have those great matches as well. So I I, I could definitely see Okada and um, and Jay White for the IWGP Championship at at Dominion, if not sooner, at the world's most famous arena for the Super Show at Madison Square Garden. I just wanted to take a break between what I'm doing now. I just wanted to give a quick endorsement. Um, Fred Esposito, who is a parent of my daughter's friend, Allison, at school. So interesting. And um, he he wrote a book, I'm a Mark, Dreams and Destiny of a Wrestling Fan. Uh, he The forward was written by Brian Alvarez. So if you haven't read it, I, I started reading it on the plane on my flight down to Orlando for my daughter's birthday. It's a great book. Basically, it's interesting how, how whether, you know, how, however old you are, whether you grew up w- with wrestling in the 80s like me and, and my friends growing up into the 80s and in the 90s uh, with the Monday Night Wars and the 2000s with the Ruthless Aggression era and this era, the reality era, whatever you want to call it. It's very interesting to see how a lot of the, we could, you know, whether you grew up in New York or New Jersey or Connecticut or California or the Midwest or California, or even Canada, it, you know, us fans is the same way. You know, we're, we're like shy that we're wrestling fans, or we're not shy that we're wrestling fans, and we get in trouble by body slamming our friends. We all, at some point, either have had backyard federations, had stop motion, had, you know, with the toys, this, and, you know, to collect figures, this and that. So it's real interesting how, you know, although this is one perspective of a wrestling fan, a lot of our journeys, as far as, as wrestling fans, it's real similar, real similar in the sense that, you know, whether we started our own backyard fed or whether we started our own, you know, thing with our toys, stop motion, or, or whether it's um, wearing wrestling t-shirts at school and being able, and then going to independent shows, helping out the ring, doing commentary, this and that, how, how it all starts the same. And it, it takes certain individuals that have, have a lot of balls to actually go in there and then, and then go to wrestling school take bombs and eventually getting to wrestling school. But great book. Uh, I highly recommend it. Check it out where books are, are available. I am, I'm a Mark, Dreams and Destiny of a Wrestling Fan by Fred Esposito, forward by Brian Alvarez. He is uh, the back of the picture of the book. He has a picture with Hulk Hogan, and he um, is, he's the father of my daughter's friend. <laughs> so it's interesting how, how life works and how you – New circles are emerge in my in my case, meeting parents of my of my daughter. Very interesting how us wrestling fans somehow uh, find each other. So, 
All right, so we discussed Okada. We discussed Jay White and why he won the championship. Basically, uh, IWGP or New Japan, for that matter, is a rebuild mode in there. They have to create a new star in Jay White. So that's basically what it comes down to. Spoke about that. Spoke about Okada. And I think that's going to be the, the title match in MSG. And then I spoke to you real quick about the the book that I'm reading now um, by my daughter's friend's father, <laughs> basically. All right, so I I try to get tickets to Double or Nothing. Let me take a step back. So let me take a step back. So we all know the story of All In was a, a dare by by Father Meltzer, and they wound up doing the show in, in the Sears Center in nearby Chicago. It was a sellout. I had tickets. I sold tickets. I made money off it um, in the sense that I made a profit off it. That in, in that perspective, I couldn't physically go to Chicago. It's just been a rough uh, 2018, 2019 is a lot better than 2018 in the past, and uh, obviously they got the financial backing now of the Khan family, and now All Elite was born in the beginning of 2019, and their first event is Double or Nothing, May 25th from the MGM Grand in in Las Vegas, Nevada. The, the conference was a couple of weeks ago in February, and now uh, we all know Kenny Omega's we all knew he was like 90% sure. I knew 90% sure that he was going to sign with All Elite Wrestling. He was very tempted to sign a very lucrative deal with World Wrestling Entertainment, but I think it came down to two things for him. Number one, creative. We, we all know with the WWE, you're, you're, you're just a performer, and you get lines fed to you, you and you just basically go out, your lines every week, and you're you you know you follow storyline, and that's it. As as compared to the position that he's in, he's really a, one of the EVPs of All Elite Wrestling, and he is creative in in everything from theme music to entrances to to everything. So that it, it came down to that, and also freedom in the sense that for now, at least in the early going. They're not going to be in the road 300 days a year, and and the, you you might have some media demands you may get on a podcast. Hopefully, mine someday, but you'll get on certain podcasts, you may get on certain uh, radio sh- radio TV radio shows in order to certain events here and there. But the the media the schedule is not the, the schedule is not as heavy as WWE, where you're working various holidays and on the road 300 days a year. So it it came down to that. Uh, for for Omega, I think, and he he mentioned it um, in more than one uh, podcast or, or article, this and that. So it came down to creative and freedom, and um, and I guess uh, creative freedom and again a lucrative deal from the con. <laughs> but I, according to Kenny Omega, when Jay White won the championship, he has a clause similar to Jericho, where he he could go back um, and you know and and compete in the New Japan ring. So we'll see if he exercises that clause, but that's the reason I think Kenny Omega went with um, went with the deal with All Elite Wrestling and not the deal with World Wrestling Entertainment. So um, he definitely was not going back to New Japan because, uh, to tell you the truth, he, he, has, he did it all. He won the United States Championship. I believe he was also the junior heavyweight champion, and, and uh, I believe he was also – a tag team champion with a three-way, six-man tag champ, whatever, whatever the hell you want to call that. I believe I could be wrong. Um, and then also he at Dominion 
18, finally exercises demons and beat Okada for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship of the World. It was an old brainer as far as creative and freedom and financial freedom, and he went with a deal with All Elite Wrestling Plus. He gets to grow and change the business with his friends, the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, Hangman Page, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So that is why Kenny Omega went with that deal. Now I'm excited with his next bout. Uh, I believe their schedule is going to be May, Double or Nothing in Vegas, a summer show in July, or charity show in July in Jacksonville. September is going to be All Out, the sequel to All In, and I believe in the fall, or by the fall, we will know their TV schedule. And that's going to be the biggest test. You know, in order to compete with TNA, or I'm sorry, or Impact Wrestling and the WWE, if you're looking to compete at all, I know you could stream on Fight TV, but the most important thing is eyeballs for the television. You know, with so many channels, so many streaming services, everyone is fighting for original content. And in order for you to compete, if at all, with Impact Wrestling or Lucha Underground or the WWE, the biggest thing you need right now is a TV deal. So I know there's rumors that, that they're close to having a deal with Turner. And that's all, Danny, that's great that it's close, but you have to have – Sign the dotted line. And once you do that, then and only then will take all elite wrestling seriously. So yeah, it's great that you did all in and and surprisingly with you know little or no direction with the exception of a couple of agents here and there that you knew, yes, it was a successful event, but now or or even a one off with double or nothing, I'm pretty sure it's a, a automatic sellout. So you don't have to worry about that. Uh, I believe they'll deliver and I'm going to try to make it, <laughs> and that should be a great event as well. But now, but the, the the biggest question is, okay, there's a big difference, right? Because when you do shows once a month, two a month, or once a quarter, or once every other month, yeah, you're like a independent fed with a little money. But now when you're talking a TV deal, you're one of the big boys, man. You're competing with WWE and Impact Wrestling and Lucha Underground. So now what are you going to do to – have consistent storylines and a weekly episodic episodes of all elite wrestling. Now, it, it, and I know there's no writers per se, and it's going to be more, you know, wrestlers more hands on when it comes to that. You know, no middle person, and and even when, when you hire writers, a lot of these writers, especially the WWE hire, come from soap operas and not necessarily the wrestling business because writing to me. Uh, the mistake that WWE makes or, or any organization makes is you, you hire writers, yeah, yes, from a great experience, who they really understand the business. And that's the issue when hiring individuals outside of the wrestling business. They don't understand the wrestling business. Like why, like for example, like why, like why certain organizations, why, you know, is it always about the title? Yes. No, absolutely. It should be, it should be treated. It's weird because it's, it's not, it is, and it isn't a sport. It is it's not a sport to the sense that you can't control the wins or losses, right? But it is a sport in every other sense that win or losses kind of do count. And at the same time, it is still a, a very physical demanding aspect to the, sports entertainment or, or to the, uh, you know, scripted entertainment. 
So it's a real fine line of wrestling, in, which is why I'm very intrigued to it today. It's not like MMA where you have a six um, six fight camp week or a ten fight ten week fight camp, and you and you work on your areas of improvement, your challenges. You work on your strength. You work on your boxing, jujitsu, wrestling, judo. Um, you work on your uh, on your cardio, and then from there. You, you study film, you look at other individuals' past fights, and then you go in there and, and hopefully you hope for the best. Uh, you plan, plan until you get punched in the mouth, as Mike Tyson would say, and then you adjust from there. And then, obviously, once you once the fight is over, you'll have you have a week or two to decompress. You take a vacation, whether you win or lose, and then you'll get back into the cage and hopefully you'll fight again. It's not like that. When it's wrestling, you're, you're wrestling night in, night out, 300 days a year, and, you're, and you you don't even control who wins or loses, so that's why it's very tricky um, training for uh, to be a pro wrestler as opposed to MMA fighter. Um, so, with that being said, it, back calling, going back to all elite, it's, it's going to be real interesting with no writers how they're going to pull that off. Yeah, you could do shows, you know, one, you know, one off or two off or three off. But now the biggest test won't be double or nothing because they've succeeded financially to an extent there. The biggest test won't even be July. The, the biggest test probably might, may not even be all out. The biggest test is going to be what can you do week in, week out, and, and, and have individuals glued eyeballs to the TV and watching all elite wrestling on a weekly basis. And it has to be on a network that, that, most, that, that most cable providers carry. TNA had issues where Pop TV or, or whatever TV, you know, their network was not carried in other in, uh, in certain cable providers. So you have to pick a network like a Turner, like what they're trying to do where most cable providers like DirecTV, Xfinity, in my case I have Fios, where, um, Spectrum, where all those cable providers carry Turner Network Television or, or TBS then we could say, all right, now, if you don't like the WWE, you could change the channel. And there's an alternative, All Elite Wrestling, or access to watch New Japan or Lucha Underground on a Ray Network. That's going to be the test. The test won't be the first couple of events. They'll do just fine. The, the biggest test will be once they get their weekly TV deal. And once they have – that's going to be the biggest test. I'm, I'm intrigued to hear – when they're going to make that announcement, and I and I hope they they do that soon. And I think once you once you make that announcement, then it's going to be then we're back to the days of of WCW versus WWE. And competition is great for business. Uh, look at it, look at for example back with the WWE back in ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight. It forced you know you know WWE is very gimmicky back in ninety five, ninety six. Very a lot of Different gimmicks were very industrial, very – it's like opening the uh, <laughs> the employee handbook and, and just picking different gimmicks, plumber, whatever, the garbage man, and that, that was the gimmick as opposed to WCW where it, it was cutting edge, a little more real life, and then it, it forced the WWE into switching over eventually into more edgy programming. So I, I, I could see AEW and WWE pushing each other for years to come, as long as A, the TV deal, and B, as long as the Khan family is backing it, and C, as long as individuals are, uh, as long as AEW is making money. Yeah, because, yeah, you could fund it, but if it's not profitable, 
then that will not happen as well. So, all right, man. I, I've my last end of the year episode did so so from a downloaded standpoint. I think this one will do well because I didn't really I discussed a little WWE, but not really my my. I really discussed Jay White and why he won the championship. I discussed Okada and where their their feud is not over or far from over, in my opinion. Um, and I spoke about elite all elite wrestling and the TV deals that are be there make a break. And I spoke about Kenny Omega, why I'm not surprised why he did not sign with them. So I also wanted to give a shout out to my fans in uh, U.S., Canada, Ireland. Listen, recently, Hong Kong and Saudi Arabia, you guys are amazing as far as supporting Choke Dot Radio. Very happy with the different wrestling fans that I or, or, or wrestling fans that I see on an individual basis when I go to these re- wrestling shows. I just it's been tough for me to go, man. Uh, I had I didn't I couldn't go to Pro Wrestling Magic last night. I couldn't go to could not go to Friday night's GCW show, and I saw that they're going to Japan. So shout out to Danny Lamanto and Brett Lauderdale on that. Another shout out again goes to. Fred Esposito, my my um, daughter's friend's father, who writes, who wrote, I'm a Mark, Dreams and Destiny of a Wrestling Fan. And the forward was written by Brian Alvarez, who I think he writes, uh, I forgot what he writes. But long story short, Fred Esposito, shout out to you, my friend. And I'm going to I'm gonna finish that book, this book real soon. So it's been a pleasure. It's about 25 minutes in. Tell your friends, tell your friends, choke that radio's back. And I'll try to give a live recap flush through my face after Elimination Chamber. Jay White is your new IWGP champ. We'll see what happens in MSG. Okada, he's coming for you, Jay White. Not surprised about Kenny Omega and AEW. Let's see. To go to Vegas or not to go for the 10th time to Vegas? That is the question. And this is Jim Russell and hopefully Dr. Jim Russell in a couple of weeks. I am out. Take care, my friends. Love you guys. Bye.